The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, power horse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to help fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. Plus, when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. I'm here to tell you about Bolin Branch sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. They're made from the rarest organic cotton and designed to get even softer over time. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee plus 15% off your first order with code Odyssey. So head to B-O-L-L and branch.com today. Exclusions apply. See site for details. The tremendous football Thursday edition of You Better, You Better rolls on. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley here with you on the BetQL Network. Simulcast by our friends at Stadium for the next 60 minutes. And over the course of these next 60 minutes, we'll continue to break down NFL awards, defensive player of the year, a little defensive rookie of the year, a little coach a year in our lives, a little bit of comeback on our sides. A little dumber Hamlin's what I need. That's actually not true. Russell Wilson no. is what I need for comeback player of the Bill year. Bill Secondary uh, might so we'll hit... Got a lot of injuries. <laughs> well, I guess they, they might at this point, right? And also, you know, probably did some help uh, rushing the passer also because if people have seen this Von Miller story, like absolutely like the terrible allegations. I don't know like if it's true or not. I mean, we'll wait, we'll wait for things to play out, but that is like obviously not good for Vaughn and obviously bad for the Buffalo Bills and for all the people involved. So not trying to make light of the situation, just that like that's something that's going to affect Buffalo coming down the stretch here potentially. We are a sports betting show. So we'll hit all the postseason award markets in the National Football League. Uh, Feliz Naritav on the way also. Narrative bets for conference championship weekend in college football, all our hockey bets for tonight, all our NBA bets for tonight, college basketball bets, inside total and props, Thursday night football, week 13 in the NFL kicks off in Dallas with the Cowboys and the Seahawks. But for now, we continue on with P-squared, B-squared, talking NFL award markets here as we come down the stretch of the regular season. Kenny, please fade the music up, and Ken, let's go to Defensive Player of the Year, where the favorite is a guy that we think he's going to play this weekend— but also dealing with some kind of like horrible shoulder injury also. My sense is, is that maybe Miles Garrett plays on Sunday, but I, I don't see how he could be 100% healthy. Heard a pop in his shoulder this past weekend. He's still the favorite. If you, if you bet him, pop goes your bet. Or not. Miles plus 150. <laughs> pop goes your bankroll. Make the right selection, but be quick. You're racing the clock. Pop goes your bed. Miles, plus 150. Micah Parsons, plus 175. Off the injury report, will play tonight for the Cowboys against the Seahawks. TJ Watt, plus 250 for the Steelers. They draw Kyler Murray and the Cardinals on Sunday in Pittsburgh. Micah Parsons' teammate, Deron Bland, 
you know, the guy who has a pick six basically every game, Deron Bland is 14-1, to and then we have a trio of outstanding defensive players, none of which can probably win the award, but they're all really, really, really good. Nick Bosa, the reigning defending defensive player of the year. Max Crosby, a.k.a. Wolverine, who was in the hospital basically for a week straight and also had multiple injuries and still played on Sunday against the Chiefs. And Chris Jones of the Kansas City Chiefs can all at 40-1. to Let's talk some defensive player of the year now with Miles Garrett, the favorite. Yeah, just when you thought we were getting some clarity, uh, honestly, in this award, all of that is gone and we're back to just a mess again like just a mess of an award market honestly uh we there's no question miles garrett was ahead at the halfway point there is absolutely no doubt in my mind that that was the case uh, i think that he was far ahead even if his stats and parsons and watts were all pretty similar uh i really think the perception was he was the best player and having the best season um and then now two things have happened he has sustained an injury, which is the most important thing. And the second thing is he sustained an injury and was relatively ineffective while TJ Watt and Micah Parsons were both incredibly effective and accumulated sacks and their teams won. So just like though it was the worst possible week for Miles Garrett, like from a, a defensive player of the year standpoint, like he got hurt and the two players that he's competing with both played awesome and won. And now you're, we're back to just a huge mess again. Statistically, the three players have almost identical resumes. All three are going to meet the wins threshold required to win the award. So like all the, ra all the ways that one could have differentiated himself have kind of evaporated. And so you're back to like three short priced guys and you don't know which one to bet. Honestly, I think that's like kind of what the market is right now. So there are a couple angles here that I just want to mention because I think they're interesting. Like. I mean, I guess the first, and I want to do bland, but I want to do it like after we do all this stuff. Cause I think it's like kind of, a, it's like separate from this discussion. Okay. I think the winner comes from this trio, like a very high percentage of the time. Um, I think we're back to, if you don't have a position, you don't want to bet this, like bet a singular player versus the other two. Because even if you think to yourself, oh, well, like Miles Garrett's like hurt, like I want to take a shot against him and bet on one of the other two players. You can't really bet both. It's like a tough price to stomach and Garrett might be okay or play well enough. And he was definitely ahead. Like if he holds serve and they all keep accumulating sacks, he wins. Now you just have a lot of questions about whether that's the case, like whether he can really do that with his injury. And also like, okay, if you want to bet one of the, the other two, TJ Water, Micah Parsons, wh which one? Like really? I, there might be a perception that like, oh, well, TJ Watts won one already and Parsons hasn't. But there's like a, I, I think it's going to end up being like a statistical thing. I don't think it's going to end up being like they're both the team success of both teams is I think going to be fine. Pittsburgh schedule is very easy. The second half of the season and the Cowboys are going to win a lot of games. I don't think that will be the tiebreaker. I actually think it'll literally be like who plays the best. And if you're trying to get into that business with two really supreme edge rushers, like that's a tough that's a tough thing to do. Parsons has more pressures, but like if Watt wins by three sacks, they're going to give it to Parsons. That's what's going to happen. So like, it's just, I don't, I don't think you can make a case for either guy to take a shot against Garrett. Okay. Now you're kind of back where we were weeks one to nine or whatever, which is just, it's one of the three. There's not really a case for any of them at the price right now. And you're kind of, you're, you're left without a, uh, a bet to make the one other angle with this that I wanted to bring up. And I, I think it's really interesting. And I had this thought earlier today. I go, well, let, I mean, let's be honest, like nothing occurs in a vacuum, right? Uh, while defensive player of the year is going on, there are other award conversations that are heating up in other players. And some of them might play on the same teams as some of the contending players in the market. So it's kind of, it's kind of worth asking the question, if Dak Prescott wins most valuable player, can Micah Parsons or Deron Bland ever win defensive player of the year? Can the MVP and the defensive player of the year come from the same team? And this leads, I think, to a great trivia question, which Nick might know the answer to because he's a genius with this stuff. So there are two defensive players 
who have won MVP. That's not what I'm going to ask. Like Lawrence Taylor won MVP, and then some lineman in the Page. '70s. Yeah, there you go. So like again, Nick knows all this stuff. There is only one uh, situation. Lawrence Taylor I, I for think. the 1986 Super Bowl right. champion, New York Football Giants, obviously. Right. So those are the two defensive. So obviously the defensive player of the year and the MVP were on the same team. It was the same player. So of course they could be on the same team. Those two seasons, I believe there was only one year in the history of the National Football League, at least the modern history of the National Football League, let's say going back 40, 50 years, where the MVP and the defensive player of the year were different players and they played on the same team. Do you know who it was? Um. How much time do I get to answer the question? And I will not like look it up or like Google anything. I mean, like, do you want, do you want me to talk about Deron Bland for a little bit while you think about it? How about this? Can, can give me like a twenty year swath? Uh, nineteen ninety like, the... to twenty ten. Okay, great. Now talk about Deron Bland, and I will come up with the answer. Okay, great. Um, and the the reason why I have Nick thinking of that is it raises the question: like, as voters, if voters are constantly is it Randall going to vote and for... Reggie White. No. How many guesses do you get? Okay. Uh, one more. Okay, you got. Uh, how about we'll give you three total guesses. That was number one. You get two and three. And I'm going to talk about Deron Bland for a little bit. I, I, I uh, thought. For, I thought for sure I nailed that with Randall Cunningham and Reggie. And we can look it up because, like, I'm. Gonna, I'm just going to tell yeah. you, like, I. I know what my answer is, and I know I'm right about my one. But like, you could think of another one. I just like. Okay. This was I looked this up before the show, so like people can look that up. That might be like a correct answer. In which case, there are two answers. But I, I guess my my point with this is just like. Are they really going to give the Cowboys both in like this day and age, especially if they don't win the division? Are they going to give them both? Like, really? Um, seems really unlikely. And if it looks more and more likely that Dak's going to win MVP, I think you have to keep that in mind in terms of betting defensive player of the year. Like, someone else is going to get it because Parsons isn't going to get it and Bland's not going to get it. If you feel, if we start to get more, like, let's say Dallas beats Philadelphia, then like maybe, maybe we need to kind of rethink how we're going to bet on this stuff. Uh, in terms of Deron Bland, he's a fascinating kid. It's, I, this is the first time kind of a thing. I've never like handicapped an award market that had a player like this that did this. Uh, for people who don't know, like already has the NFL record for defensive uh, interceptions returned for touchdown, pick sixes. He has the record for a season. We have six games left. Um, pretty crazy. Uh, my handicap of his likelihood to win the award is. What would you consider uh, and uh, a story first? Uh, a domestic sports book put up a prop on thing that they probably wish they didn't on Thanksgiving. Uh, will Deron Bland have a pick six? And no, wasn't an option. It was only yes. And I'm sure the thought was like, cool, we get to shave twenty more bucks out of a bunch of people's pockets. And it was like forty to one or fifty to one that he would have a pick six in the game. And then for people who didn't watch the game, Deron Bland basically like in the closing minutes of the game against the Commanders gets the pick six. The, the Jim Nance call of the play is exceptional. Like this could be history if he returns. And he almost doesn't return it. For, imagine holding that ticket and he returns it for the touchdown. He breaks all the tackles. You win your bet. My guess is if there's a prop this week for it, it'll be priced a little less, but not that much less because it's a pick six. You know how hard it is to get a pick six in a game and like bet on it to happen? My, the likelihood of him winning is that I think he has to get like at least one or probably multiple more pick sixes to make this like an actual. I think if the vote was held today, he'd get zero votes. He'd get zero. And you can disagree with me. Like I'm betting that way that I think he'd get zero, but he's alive because like he's alive. It's like a Frankenstein thing. But if he, it's like, how many does he need to get it? Like if he gets like for example, let's do an outlandish. If he gets twelve pick sixes, yeah, I think he could win. <laughs> like, I definitely think he could win if he does that. Of course I do. But like, what if he gets like one more? And by, bear in mind, they're playing six more games. He only makes one impactful play in six games, while some other edge rushers doing crazy stuff. I don't think he wins. He plays on the same team with Micah Parsons. 
That also kind of sucks. He plays on the same team as Michael Parsons and Dak Prescott, who might win MVP. That also kind of sucks. So can he win? Yes. I'm sure people are there like, no, definitely not. Yeah, of course. He's on. If he has 12 pick six, he's going to win the award. If he if he does something outlandish, he can win. What is the probability that he's going to do that? It's a big price. It's bigger than his price to win defensive player. Honestly, bet the will he get a pick six prop every week. If you think if it's going to be like 40 to one or something, he has to do more than this to win. Has to. So like, that's how I feel about Deron Bland. Would I ever bet him right now? Not on your life. Do I think he can win? Yes. I think the chance of it is very slim. What would uh the band P.O.D. say oh, about no. Deron Bland's, Der- Bland's status here in this award? Like if he's still in it, in it or not? I, I I feel like I'm gonna know this song too, and I, I had like I definitely listened because to some POD he, song and like he feels so alive uh, yeah. for the very first <laughs> for the time, first time. <laughs> for turning this touchdown. It's a pick six. All right. Um. So I have my guesses here for MVP okay. slash Defensive Player of the Year. The the okay. decades helped. All right. So I have four choices here, and I'm I'm gonna go in order. Let me hit all four. The one that well, I think go with I'm most definitely. Confident. Instead of chronological, right. go with like your most confident so, next guess. Most confident is 94 Steve Young, Deion Sanders for the 49ers. That's, that's most the confidence. correct answer. That's the correct answer. All right. Well, should I give you the other choices well, then or no? Yeah, sure. What else were you thinking about? All right. So I don't, I'm like, I don't think like Gilmore won in 19, right? And Brady, that, that yeah, was like Brady, Brady's that was the Brady last Brady to win MVP. That was All the right. bad year. Okay. Yeah. I, I that was the year they lost to the Titans, Reggie, right? Correct. And the, the, when yeah. 10, and then the Titans beat the, yeah. beat the Ravens. Um, I don't think Reggie White won with Brett Favre when Favre won MVP, but that was like a potential no. in the 90s. I know. Um, I looked up uh, been... when Reggie White won, Terrell Davis won MVP. I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. In 97, probably. Yeah. Um, and the other was going to be, and I think this is uh, Brady, the undefeated year, and this wasn't 2000. I think Peyton and Bob Sanders didn't win in the same year. No, when Sanders, I looked this one up too. When Sanders won... Oh, I'm not. Oh God, was this like? Uh, I looked it up. It, I mean, it's not because that was I, that was the first one I thought of for like who who would win MVP that year. It was definitely not Peyton Manning. I won't be able to think of who it was, but it was definitely not Peyton Manning. Also, I th- I could have sworn that Jim Kelly was the MVP in 1990, but Montana and like Randall Cunningham split the award that yeah. year in 1990. Yeah, yeah, anyway. yeah my memory's not, right. not quite as good as I had to look up a bunch of stuff. I think I, like from all the research I did, I think. Steve Young, Deion Sanders, but, and by the way, and you would know this better than, I mean, the 94 Niners, like a, like a wrecking ball of a team, like won every game in the playoffs, smashed the Chargers in the Super Bowl. (laughs) And like, and that, that Niners team was so good, by the way, that they smashed like, like the dynasty Cowboys in the NFC championship game. I watched, uh, I watched that game at a, at a pizza party for a birthday party for a friend of mine. And I wore a Charles Barkley Suns jersey. And I was the only one who cared about the game. I was like, I was uh, t- uh, 10 or nine. So I, yeah, I was like nine or 10 years old, like eight eight kids like sitting around like a, pe- like a table eating pizza. And it was on like a 13 inch television. And I was the only one who cared. And everybody else was like talking. And I was like staring at the Cowboys Niners game the entire time. And people were like, oh, nice jersey. I was like, hey, yeah, thanks. Oh, touchdown Niners. That's pretty interesting. And, the, and I think the Cowboys spotted the Niners a 21 point, like first quarter lead in that game. And then like roared yes. back and San Francisco won the game 38, 20, 28, 30, 38, 38, 28, 28, I think is the final right, score. Yeah. Pretty sure. I was going to say 48, um, 28. Now look like Jordan doesn't count. Also, like I hated his guts as a Knicks fan, but there was only one at that, at that time. There was actually, there maybe were two, 
There's only one basketball jersey that was definitely cooler at that point to have as a kid than Charles Barkley Phoenix Suns. It was probably Thunder Dan, right? Dan Marley Phoenix Suns yeah. was also very cool at that point. NBA Jam was super popular. You would like everybody would play as the Suns, like everybody. Be like, give me well, like KJ Marley. Put Barkley in. Barkley wasn't in the first one, I think. But that was uh, that's Penny's rookie year. Penny Hardaway Magic oh, was, Penny, was, was Magic probably jersey. the next one, right? That, that was pretty was... good. I had a penny. I also had a Grand Hill, like the ugly, like like teal yeah, green, teal. like Pistons alternate. Yeah, doing, absolutely uh, terrible. Was a uh, what was the shoe company? Why can't I think of the shoe? What was the shoe company? Did all the Fila, Fila? FIBA, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah, Fila. FIBA's FIBA's like FIBA's, the, they host FIBA. the basketball tournaments, right? <laughs> yeah, FIBA's something else. All right, we'll get to defensive rookie of the year, comeback player, coach of the year. That's all still to come. But coming up next, college football bets, conference championship weekend with our friend Joey Kanish. <laughs> McCord looks, fires, intercepted, Rod Moore, and Michigan will win the game. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Ah, Gus Johnson on the call. Michigan Michigan getting the job done against Ohio State. Now, some are saying... The Michigan's won three straight against Ohio State. Actually, everyone's saying that because it's the truth. It's actually what's happened. Like, it's not up for debate. They've, they've beaten Ohio State three straight times. And our, our guest will join us in a moment, reveling in that fact. Now, Michigan may have won and beaten Ohio State and won the battle, but the war is yet to come for America's team, the Michigan Wolverines. Big Ten title game, will they cover against Iowa? Are they going to win the national championship? What about the rest of conference championship weekend in college football? Joey Kanish joins us in a moment to break it all down. But coming up in 20 minutes, Ken and I will continue talking postseason awards in the National Football League. We still got to hit comeback player of the year and coach of the year in the NFL. Feliz Naritov still to come. And all our bets for tonight still to come. NBA, NHL, college hoops, Cowboys and Seahawks, Thursday night football. But we welcome to the program right now. I, I would say he's very, I'm sure he's very happy about Michigan, but I mean, the lot, Jared Goff can't stop fumbling the ball, man. Lions got to get their acts together. Maybe they will on the road in New Orleans this Sunday. Is our good friend, Detroit's favorite son, the great Joey Kanish. On Twitter at Joey Kanish22, pro sports better. He does great work for our friends over at The Hammer, at The Hammer HQ on Twitter. A lot of guys from The Hammer, including Rob Bazola, Eric Eager, others come on our show. Support them. Check them out at The Hammer HQ and Kanish's work with them. My friend, welcome back to the show. Hope you and your family had an amazing Thanksgiving. It's Nick and Ken. How's it going? Gentlemen, terrific football Thursday and there's a lot of personalities over at the hammer but only one brings the sledge baby and it's Thursday at 520 so you know what time it is uh feels good to be a Michigan man good to be on with the best show in the business on stadium and audacity (laughs) (laughs) I'd say like he didn't stick the landing and be like well it's Kanish like he actually did because he because he says audacity all the time uh I'm sure you you've thought about how you want to bet national title. Can I'm sure the playoff rankings come out? I was really shocked Michigan wasn't the one after they beat Ohio State. Even if they're going to give that up to Georgia, if Georgia beats Alabama, like could they at least be the one this week and like let us let us dream that maybe they could play Florida State? Like be, be you're, I know you're you're a fan, but you're also a better. Like be realistic. Like they're almost certainly going to make it. They're probably going to play Oregon by far their most likely semifinal opponent as long as Georgia wins. Like, what is the realistic chance you think that Michigan wins the title? They're a little less than two to one at BetMGM right now. No, listen, I mean, Locke, I heard you break it down on uh, Lockness the other day. And, and I going into the playoff rankings so this week, I thought, 
legitimate chance Michigan gets one and a legitimate chance, uh, you know, a Texas team would be at least ahead of Ohio State. I mean, I thought last week there was a, like, a some possibility that a 12 and one Texas could get in over Florida State, and then you'd have now. I mean, just going by the rankings uh, and kind of what a lot of, you know, the committee kind of said after that, Georgia's obviously going to be one if they win. And Florida State is probably winning in and going to be the four, and then Georgia's got a free ride. So frustrating. Uh, Obviously, you'd rather be the one seed uh, and be in a position to play Florida State there. So, you know, gun to my head, if I was playing a price, it would probably be Georgia. Um, But with that said, uh, of the games this weekend in terms of a free square, it, you know, it's hard to not be happy to, you know, be playing a team that uh, averages about, you know, 40 yards passing a game this week. So it's going to be tough. I think they can make the final um, winning both, uh, you know, a game versus Oregon and Georgia. Seems like a tall task. And like, we, like we said yesterday on the show, Michigan's a 23-and-a-half-point favorite against Iowa, and the total in the game is 24, which is pretty unbelievable. Kanish, Heisman Trophy market, and then we'll go to individual games, including the Michigan-Iowa game. Bo Nix, about minus 185 at BetMGM. Jaden Daniels, plus 140. Michael Penix, uh, plus 1,600. And, yo, know, Ken said this earlier in the week on Lockdown, which I'm sure you heard because you love the show, and we love you, and we appreciate it that the athletic straw poll comes out, and it looks like it's a two-man race with Nix and Jaden Daniels. Do you agree with that? Do you still think Penix has a shot? Are you looking to, uh, to bet into this market at all before conference championship weekend, the Heisman Trophy? You know, and I've heard some of the people say, if you like Oregon this weekend, I think it almost, you know, makes a little more sense to, to lay a Knicks uh, price at Eisman rather than an Oregon money line. I'll tell you, Penix, whatever is going on with him, whether he was sick, injured, it's been a down month, and you're talking about, you know, to beat this Oregon team, and you've seen the line reflect this, he, he'd have to put up almost a, a legendary. So if you think Penix can throw for, you know, 405 touchdowns or something, that's probably what it's going to take. So, I don't think he's dead, dead. Um, but I think Nix is now in the in the pole position where he's got the game. I don't think a lot. This used to be a thing in the Heisman market where I think a lot of people used to vote before the you know the championship game weekends. I, I just don't think that happens as much anymore, especially now with the guy when it's a two man race. People are going to wait. Any type of decent Nix game along with an Oregon victory, he probably locks it up. Uh, so if you think that happens. I would rather bet a Nick Heisman than I would, you know, lay you know a minus three fifty with Oregon. Well, Kanish, let's let's talk about that Oregon Washington game. It's funny because like I I hear you saying that Nick's thing, where like, well, if Oregon wins, he probably just wins. And I have a bunch of people messaging me like the same thing, like, do I just bet Nick's instead of Oregon to win? Like, how do I do that? I think like if Nick's plays okay and Oregon wins, I actually think Daniels could win in that situation. Like, I if Nick's kills it and wins, I agree with you. I I kind of think. Like if he's like one touchdown and two hundred yards and they win, like I don't like he's winning for sure. Like for sure he's winning. What what do you make of that Pac twelve game? Like, do you think Knicks is really likely to play well? They're about nine and a half. It went to ten in a few places, uh in uh in Vegas tomorrow night. I gotta get to say tomorrow night now because we're that close. So we'll call it Oregon nine and a half, ten, sixty five and a half the total. So a high scoring game projected. Do you think Knicks plays well in the game? Do you have a bet in that game? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I took a little bit of Oregon in an early price, um, but at, at this point, now, I think ten's getting rich. However, if you could, yeah, it's hard to ask for a better matchup here uh, than than what you're going against with the Washington defense, which Washington, which has been on this insane run of week after week after week, along with a banged up Penix. And again, as you said, I don't know if you know if, if Nick puts up an average game. Is it okay? I do, however, think. 
that they're going to go into this game trying to not only, you know, win it, but then put up an additional set. I don't think it's a game where, you know, you sit on the lead and that type of thing. You got a high total. You got, obviously, Michael Penix on the other side of the ball. It would surprise me, even even if Washington's able to pull out, if Knicks didn't put up numbers in this game, at least relative uh, to be in the realm where, like, if he wins, it's hard to see him winning this game with just a, a very, you know, below-average performance. So, I think Oregon wins. I think Oregon wins can, you know, possibly wins this game by multiple scores, uh, especially if you're not getting 100% Michael Penix. So I hear what you're saying there. Uh, also, the regional bias, you, you could have, you're obviously going to have all the South on Daniels. You, you know, how do some of the other conference regions vote? Um, so I just think the thing that was going against Knicks all year was the split vote with Penix. If he beats them head to head and has, uh, you know, a great game, it seems like all that Penix vote just goes away uh, and Nick is able to clean it up there. You better, you better hear with Nick and Ken. It is a tremendous football Thursday. We're very happy to be talking college football with our friend Joey Kanish, Pro Sports Better, on Twitter at Joey Kanish22. Host shows for our friends over at The Hammer, at The Hammer HQ on Twitter. Kanish, let's go to some of the other games coming up this weekend, Conference Championship weekend in college football. Maybe we'll save Michigan and Iowa a little later in the interview. Let's go to the SEC now, where Bama's got a chance to upend the apple cart a little bit if they're able to upset Georgia. Georgia, the reigning defending two-time national champions, five-and-a-half-point favorites right now at BetMGM. Five and a half minus one ten against Bama. The total is about fifty five in the game. Kanish, any bets for you with Georgia and Bama? Yeah, you know what? I, I laid some over here, and this has gone back and forth. There's a couple of different groups on either side of things. Some under got hit early. It kind of bottomed out at fifty three and a half. Got bought back. I, I lean with the over in this one. It just doesn't seem like this is a a vintage Georgia. You know, it's not this classic Bama Georgia. You know, defensive. Uh, you know, both teams have an elite unit. And you've seen Bama's offense really get it together over the and their defense be scored upon, you know, by Auburn a, a little bit down the stretch. And it's uh, on the other side of the ball, it's not a great Georgia. It's, you know, it's still a top 25 defense. It's not a great defense. And I think you get that. You get Bowers back this week. I think Ladd McConkey will be back this week. So even a Georgia offense that already has had it rolling for the last month inputs another couple weapons into this one. Um, you get it on in, indoors on the quick turf here just one of those games that I think is going to be a little higher scoring than, than, you know, the historic matchups entail in some of these games. So I think you can see a, you know, a 31, 24 type of game. Um, so to me, I, I just literally before we got out here was betting some uh, 54 and a half that was out there. So lean over for me, the numbers gotten a little rich now on Georgia. Um, but if anything, I I'd still lean that way. Um, so, but if anything, bet as far as money, that's in the money that's in the accounts here is on the over. Kanish, what about the the Big 12 game, which is a lot of times we go into to championship Saturday and maybe we kind of think we know how the playoffs going to go. But like, oh, like, is the Big 12 going to get crazy? The title game has gotten crazy a lot. Playoff spots have been lost based on some of the results that we've had in these games. This one doesn't feel that way. <laughs> this one feels very inevitable. Uh, Texas is now a 15 point favorite in the game. They opened about a little less than two touchdowns. Now it's more than two touchdowns against Oklahoma State and the totals 55. Is this just as simple as like, Texas is rolling even with some injuries and this is a blowout or could you see this game being competitive? You know, I, I will give, I, and I, I was, I was caught on some preseason shows saying, I thought that this would be the end of Mike Gundy that have a horrible year. It was a, and I will give them after that first month, I, I thought I was looking right. And then they turn it all around, go on this miraculous run. It, it, if knowing Gundy's history, and this isn't how they've totally played down the stretch, 
but that he really wants to ugly this game up. And, that you know, it hasn't been – I don't think they can win. I don't think they can beat Texas the way they've been playing, you know, versus a BYU or a Houston and getting down and giving up these – I just don't think Oklahoma State – and you've seen the number now – blow through 14, blow through 15, probably, you know, I think you might see a 17 before the weekend's here. Um, I, 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 it's, it's hard for me to make a case here uh, versus a Texas team that I think, you know, now that they're healthy in a lot of places, viewers is back, they've got a front that Oklahoma State I don't think can manage. Um, just just a different level, like, of SEC athlete that you don't see in the Big 12. So not, the number's gotten a little bit away here. I still lean toward, towards kind of the under here. I think Gundy will try and go ugly slower pace, try and at least keep this in range. Um, and Texas probably breaks through in the end here. Um, but gun to my head, uh, at the current numbers, it'd be a little bit of under and probably nothing else not the spread's going. But, uh, yeah, in terms of I, do I see an upset or any of that, you know, uh, ring the Cowboys? Yeah, no. Uh, I think this is one of the games that uh, I think is more in the Michigan-Iowa realm of uh, would be shocked, shocked, shocked if you saw an upset in this game. All right, Kanish, we only have a couple minutes left and two more power uh, conference championship games to hit. We'll save Michigan and Iowa for the end. So give us like a minute if you'd be so kind. Any bets for you in the ACC with Florida State now just a one-and-a-half point favorite against Louisville, the total's 47-and-a-half. I think, and this is even, as we've been talking here, it's come down, I'm going to wait to play some Florida State money line. I, I see some like minus 120 out there right now. This is too much of an adjustment for me. And I know that, Rodemaker in the first half last week looked like you never played football before. I think in the second half, you got in a little bit of a rhythm. Um, you at least look like a guy who, well, as well as a downgrade from Jordan Travis. I mean, I, I'm a, well, I love quoting the lock aheads. This, this number was like 10 in the look ahead market. Um, and now it's like one and a half going about. And so, I mean, are we going to get to pick here? Give me Florida State on the money line, um, especially now that, that some of the prices out there, you can find minus 120, minus 125. Just think this is too much respect for a Louisville team that has had an easy schedule, has run very good, incredible first year under Brown, but I, I just think there's a talent disparity here that, that can't be overlooked. Give me Florida State on the money line. Um, I, this, this is too much of an overreaction for me. Yeah, I mean, we're going we're gonna to do Lockmas with like the bets tomorrow. Like spo- Spoiler alert, this is like one of my favorite bets of the last like month. I love Florida state in the game. I totally agree. Uh, they also have that, that, that third quarterback, that huge red Brock, uh, I was gonna say Brock, you Brock Glenn, whatever his name is. Lester. Came in it's like super mobile. Yeah. I, I mean like Rodemaker's bad, like put that guy and that guy looks pretty good. Uh, why don't we do the big 10 game Kanish? We had like a minute left Michigan d- down to only 21 and a half big Iowa money coming in. Uh, I was 23. Now it's 21 and a half. I don't know if it's big money or not. The total, which Nick alludes to is being very funny. So Michigan, 21 and a half, 34, in some places now, the total. Uh, anything in the Big Ten game, let's say in 45 seconds. I, I tell you what, you can take that corn stock, whatever they got in Iowa on this Iowa team, and shove it up there. Because let me tell you, get by the This is one where I don't usually recommend the buy. Buy it to 21, 21 minus 120, lay it with Michigan. This Iowa team, I tell you what, if they score 10 points, uh, you know, give Kirk Ferentz, uh, you know, the, the, the ring of honor or something for that. This team has no shot on offense. And and this was against, like, the Big Ten West. Now going up against Michigan. Hardball back on the sideline, baby. I'm not even being sarcastic here. I, I laid some, like, 21 early. I never thought it would get back. It, it, it It's back. So buy some 21. I don't see it getting any better than that. It wouldn't surprise me to see this even pump up a little other way. Um, you can forget that Iowa steam because it, it's Michigan, and it's Michigan big, baby. And by big, I mean, like, probably 24 nothing.
Kanish, we got 10 seconds left here. Random bet in the account. The Coyotes are playing tonight for Blades of Steel. Any bets for you in the in the old randoms? Blades of Steel, Joey Blades. Maybe you know we're coming out last night. I actually do have a bet on the Coyotes, but I'm not going to cap out with just that one. Another one on the ice tonight. Five seconds. I'm on the Penguin. Baby, womp, 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 womp. Little Penguin action. Get the, get the tuxedo <laughs> off, baby. Penguins, Pittsburgh going into Tampa tonight. <laughs> Give me the Penguins. I love how the Penguin sounds like Pac-Man all of a sudden. Tuxedo. At Joey Kanish, appreciate it, buddy. Uh, Joey Kanish22 on Twitter, Pro Sports Better. Check out his work over at The Hammer. On the other, love him. On the other side, we'll continue breaking down award markets in the National Football League. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. <laughs> on the BetQL Network. Blitz coming. Goss can't find anyone. Steps away. Hit as he throws, and it's incomplete. Packers brought the heat that time, and maybe not. Ball's going to be returned just in case by Jonathan Owens. Ruling on the field. It's a fumble, and it's a touchdown. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Got to tell you, this music's got me excited for a little lock miss coming up tomorrow when we'll board the locomotive and get Ken's picks for a conference championship weekend in college football. But for now, we're going to talk coach of the year in just a second and uh, the Lions and their head coach Dan Campbell losing last week after almost losing the week before to the Chicago Bears. Dan Campbell remains the favorite at our show sponsor, BetMGM, to be coach of the year. Hashtag, is that right? We'll find out coming up in moments. We'll talk about Coach of the Year coming up in a minute. Um, But a reminder to everyone watching us on Stadium right now, and we very much appreciate you if that's the case. Uh, This is our final segment for the day on Stadium. Uh, So if you want to check out the final hour of the show, highly recommended. We'll hit Comeback Player of the Year in the NFL, and we'll give you all our bets for tonight. NHL, NBA, college hoops, NFL, Thursday night football. Twitch.tv backslash BetQL. Twitch.tv backslash BetQL to check out the final hour, the power hour of You Better You Bet. But for now, we continue on talking NFL awards here on this tremendous Football Thursday. Kenny, kindly bring the music up here, please, and let's talk Coach of the Year, Ken, in the National Football League, where, despite the loss last week on Thanksgiving from a national audience to the Green Bay Packers, Dan Campbell remains the favorite to be Coach of the Year. Uh, Campbell plus 160 in the betting market at BetMGM, followed by Houston's D'Amico Ryans plus 350, Mike McDaniel is at 5-1. to one. Kevin O'Connell at 10-1, to one, despite the Vikings' loss on Monday Night Football to the Chicago Bears. Nick Sirianni of the Eagles, also at 10-1. to one. Sean Payton, back from the dead with the Broncos, along with Shane Steichen of the Colts, at 16-1. to one. Mike Tomlin is 20. Doug Peterson is at 25-1. to one. Kyle Shanahan at 25-1. to one. John Harbaugh, 25-1. to one. Kevin Stefanski at 30. Mike McCarthy at 40. And uh, I, I think the Falcons are going to win the division, so I figured I'd throw out Arthur Smith at 150-1, to 1, even if he's not going to win. But there you have it. I think he's going to go to the playoffs, so there you go. Ken, thoughts here on NFL Coach of the Year in this market, where do we do we actually have a vulnerable favorite atop the board for the first time in a while? Yeah, if you like, uh, if you like rooting for chaos in, uh, in award betting markets, then you had to be sitting there on Thanksgiving as the the Lions lost to the Packers being like doing the like the sickos thing right like yeah yes yes like this is this is actually going to get nuts probably um and we we've, we've talked about this award on the show so much and it's always been the same underlying kind of foundational argument which is yeah this could get really fun maybe 
but it's not fun right now because the Lions look like they're going to win a ton of games. And we would even have conversations about other candidates that we'd say, okay, if, if Campbell wins all the games, I think he wins. But what if he goes 12 and five? And then that's the rest of the segment, like the if they go 12 and five conversation. Well, like they lost. They have three losses now. They still They still play Dallas later in the year. They play Minnesota twice and Jefferson's probably back for both. Okay, like... Could you see another loss or two? Also, we know how recency bias works. If they're bad late, like they lose the lat like to Dallas on the second to last week, that really hurts. Um, so we can at least start to have the conversation about, you know, like what if uh, what if this Lions season isn't all it's cracked up to be? And they, you know, they're still probably gonna win the NFC North, but what if that doesn't happen? And you're probably like, oh great, like we get to bet a lot of money into this market now. Here's the giant problem. Uh, too many options. Too many options. Too many guys who can win. Uh, there are, and let's let's like take a really big step back to like week one. There are two types of coaches who win this award. Two buckets. The one that everyone will think of first is what I would call the improvement coach. Uh, most of the award winners for this, I think it's like 90% improved their team record by four or more games from the previous season. A lot of times it's much more than that. Usually it's from not making the playoffs to making the playoffs. Usually that's like a jump that most coaches will make, 10 plus games, et cetera, that they win. Um, that's a winner a lot of the time. Uh, Brian Dable won last year with that very type of improvement. And then a smaller percentage of the time, the other bucket, a coach will win who is the great team coach. And basically it's like, who the hell cares what the other coaches did? This guy won too many games. And so that's John Harbaugh with the Ravens, Bill Belichick when the Patriots were undefeated, Andy Reid won with the Eagles one time, they went 13 and three. Like there's uh, uh, Ron Rivera with the Panthers. There's all kinds of historical examples of, of a coach doing that. It doesn't have to be every time there's a, a great record, but it's a lot of the time uh, if there is a great record coach. Okay, here's the problem now that we so we have these two buckets. We knew that going into the year, who fits into both categories. Now we fast forward to right now. Dan Campbell's Lions are vulnerable. Who do you want to bet to take advantage of that? You actually have options in both buckets and in one in the improvement bucket, you have too many options. So the great team bucket's really easy. Yeah, Nick Sirianni. And I got bad news, bad news for everybody. They win every game. I think he wins. I think he just wins the award. Like doesn't have to. There is historical precedent for a great team coach not winning. Mike McCarthy didn't win when the Packers went 15 and one and Aaron Rodgers won MVP. Jim Har uh, uh, Jim Harbaugh won that for uh, with the San Francisco 49ers when coach of the they year. Were, they so, like, had he won the Super Bowl the year before, just Correct. like for some like for some con so like and they the Niners like improved by a lot, right? And like, like the, and the Eagles did not win the Super Bowl last year. The Eagles lost the Super right. Bowl last year. Just adding like a so, little, just because like that's how my problem with, with McCarthy. Which I totally understand, and yeah, and I'm, I would never advocate to bet Sirianni. But we're going to talk about the improvement coaches in a second. I think a fun exercise is okay. What if the best case scenario happens for all the teams, all of them? Texans, Colts, Broncos, Dolphins, uh, Eagles, like any coach you want to mention. What if like somehow like they all won all the games? Sirianni wins. He, wins the, he has the trump card. He got one loss. Sorry. Like, sorry, improvement coaches. Like, that's really how I feel about it. Also, like, I, I okay, like, do you think they're going to win all the games? No, not really. They're going to be a dog the next two weeks. So, but I just want to mention, like, we do have a candidate in that bucket. He's like a low price in the market. Now you do the improvement coaches. And this is where everyone's going to make arguments and everyone's going to do betting content. Everyone's going to be like, no, it's D'Amico Ryans. No, it's Shane Steichen. No, it's Sean Payton. Like now everyone's having that argument about all these guys. Guys, they're all playing six coin flip games the rest of the year. They also play each other. 
Ryans and Peyton are playing this week. The Colts and the Texans play the last week of the season. Like to bet this, you would have to confidently know who is going to win those games. Who the hell knows who's going to win those games? That's that, that's your your improvement coach is the guy who wins those games. You want to try to guess who's going to win those games? Like the Texans are three and a half. Ryan's price is shorter. Okay. Like Colts and Texans are going to play. I don't know what that point spread is going to be at the end of the year. The Texans are a short favorite maybe, but like all these guys have the same record. Literally Indianapolis, Houston, and Denver are all six and five. They all play each other and they're all rated like pretty similarly. The Colts are probably the worst rated of the three. You have to like know for sure who's winning the games against each other to bet into the, this is what I mean when I say there's a big problem. Like it's just, it's, so for example, let's say you're saying to yourself, I really like the Texans. I think D'Amico Ryans is going to win. Okay. In order for him to win, he has to win a lot of games the rest of the season. Just bet the Texans. Just bet the Texans every week. Because like if you bet Ryans, they can win the games and you still may not win. Because they may win the games and Denver wins the games. And the Eagles may win all their games, which is going to be the end in all of these situations. So like if you like the tech, like you want to play on the Texans and you're like, well, maybe I'll also add D'Amico Ryans coach of the year. No, just bet the Texans. And this is, this is the thing with Sean Payton. Like, I have a little Sean Payton coach of the year and not a lot because we did this on the show. And I said, look, like, they have to win every game. This was like three weeks ago. They have to win every game for him to win. Yeah, I already got my Sean Payton coach of the year money. You know how I did it? I bet the Broncos two of the last three weeks. I got my money already. I'm good. Got that. Like, can he win? Sure. Has to win this Sunday. Has to win more games. Like, again, if you like Denver and you want to play on him, just play on him. Like this, all of these prices are essentially like rolling parlays of those teams to win all their games. Like, so what value exists then when that's all it is? It's just like have to bet them every week, have to win almost every game. And I don't know who's going to win the games. I have no idea. They're coin flip kind of games. Like, I don't have anybody who's going to win. So you, the problem now is it's like the worst. It's, it's so stupid. We went from we have no candidates to we have too many. It's like, well, it just, it's like the two betting markets you hate to bet into. The one where the favorite's bulletproof. And the one where there's too many options, you can't make heads or tails of what's going to happen. So that's kind of where we are right now. I think that's like a thorough unpacking of where we are. But I, I do, actually, shockingly, I actually do not think this market creates valuable betting opportunities almost at all right now. I do want to ask this follow-up on Sirianni. And you did well to bring up like the 2011 Green Bay Packers when they went 15-1. to By the way, lost to my New York football Giants in the divisional mm. rounds of the playoffs. Just saying, en route to a second Super Bowl champion, Giants beat the Packers on both those runs in Lambeau Field. I'm just, just throwing that out there, that McCarthy didn't win Coach of the Year and Aaron Rodgers won MVP. So I guess my question would be, Ken, I think people might be thinking this also, like we talked about you know, with the Cowboys, right? If Dak Prescott's going to win MVP, can Micah Parsons win Defensive Player of the Year? If the Eagles go 16-1, and like Jalen Hurts is going to win MVP. Do you think that would prevent, is there a scenario where like, Sirianni doesn't win because Hertz wins and someone else wins coach of the year if that happens. Well, I mean, I have to say yes, because like it's I have to be open minded that there's some situation where that happens because like, you know, what if D'Amico Ryans wins every game from now until the end of the season, then like it's at least an argument. Like I have to say it's some chance, even if it's a 1% chance that it happens. But and, and, and I think and, you and know I, the I, answer to this. I throw this out there? And, you, and you've also yeah. done a great job bringing this up also, like a team like the Houston Texans, right? Where like, CJ, like, you can't bet Offensive Rookie of the Year anymore at BetMGM. Like, it's no, literally it's minus off 8, the board. Because CJ Stroud, CJ Stroud is like a, like a, 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 have we entered the Julio Rodriguez, like, hit by a bus territory with Stroud? Are we there yet? I, I think if he got hit by a bus, he would, like, win posthumously. Like, I think he would still win. <laughs> well, hopefully yeah. he wouldn't die. Hopefully he would just yeah. be, like, maybe the Well, you know what I mean? Injured. Like, obviously, I like, hope, hope he stays healthy, love watching him play. Also, like nothing um, short of I mean short of like a scandal or something you know like a 0.1% kind of a thing like that's 
and that he's he's good. Like unless he gets suspended or something. But isn't that, isn't that really interesting, right? Where like, okay, so the Texans win every game the rest of the year. They go twelve and five. Stroud wins Offensive Rookie of the Year. He might get MVP because he wouldn't win. But then what about what about D'Amico? Like, are they are they are the Texans going to get two two awards? Like they if they win enough games, they could. But this is what I think the loss to Jacksonville really crushes that. Like I've kind of viewed that as like they had to they had to really like move like division winner. 11 plus 12 plus wins now you can talk about like coach of the year and offensive rookie of the year now stroud gets a ton of the credit it's worth noting i just want to make sure i answer your original question could the eagles get both there are much more examples historically of a big team getting both than getting one like belichick and brady both won when the patriots went undefeated uh, ron rivera and cam newton both won when the panthers were 15 and one john harbaugh and lamar jackson both won when the ravens went 14 and two like it happens all the time so like i don't think sirianni like can, like won't win if jalen hurts wins like they're a historic team at that point historic teams get both those awards all the time We'll, uh, we'll start the power hour, and by the way, we're, we're done for the day on Stadium now, so if you're watching us on Stadium, head on over twitch.tv backslash betql, twitch.tv backslash betql for the final hour of the show. I'll ask Ken to start the power hour. Like, hey, like, what's your opinion if you had to, like, bet on one of these guys? Like, what, what do you think's going to happen? And it could be up to you, our listener and viewer, to find out if, like, you... That's a bet that you want to make. We'll also talk comeback player of the year with DeMar Hamlin, obviously still is the favorite, and then we'll give you all our bets for tonight. Hockey, NBA, college hoops, side total and props, Cowboys and Seahawks Thursday night football. Head on over for the final hour, the power hour, twitch.tv backslash PetQL. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.